welcome back everybody to the music on deck podcast where we are again taking artists and bands and songwriters work and giving them an honest perspective and review from industry members uh, i am alex maglione recording engineer mixer producer alongside my buddy here dave hey everybody dave dinsmore i as well am a music producer as well as a multi-instrumentalist um I've been a songwriter and uh, playing a bunch of bands for years, man. Good to be here. Glad to have another one. Yes, sir. So uh, our on-deck featured artist this week is Starry Heights, uh, living in uh, Wayne, New Jersey. Uh, calls their genre alternative. Um, multi-instrumentalist. Um, hmm. Looks 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 experienced from, from on paper. Okay. Um, piano and keys, been playing for 17 years on and off. Um Trumpet for 13 years, guitar wow. for 11 years on and off, um, and then songwriting for three years. So I guess the song, you know, instrumentalist is one thing, but mm -hmm. I guess, you know, obviously being a songwriter is, is another thing. So yeah. I would say in the dabbling phase, if it's if it's yeah. been doing it for three years, um, she says all, all of what she's recorded uh, has been done from home, guitars, bass, keys, um, and then the drums are a mix of MIDI and outside samples. Um, her career, though, is actually a freelance trumpet player. Um, she, she, yeah, she said she graduated from conservatory in May with a BM uh, in trumpet. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, so okay. there's, there's some yeah. substance there for sure. Um, she says ultimate career goal is to make a living entirely from music. Sure. Um, through the combination of trumpet playing, building a private uh, teaching studio, and revenue from side projects like Starry Heights. Um, so this is this is kind of a side project um, from it, it, I guess I can I can understand from somebody who's well versed in music. Um, you know, this is something that they're they're putting out um, as a public display of of of, of what she does. Um, mm -hmm. Interesting. She says she's got other tentative side side projects kind of in the works for the years to come or or or, or coming um, down the road. Okay. Um, one called Jack of All Hades which would be hard rock she classifies as and then duct tape which she's calling pop punk so wow okay this one hmm. uh is alternative so i'm interested to kind of hear what this is going to be um this one's called spliced life so uh, let's take a listen okay <laughs>
is calling me And I can't let it be I won't let you die well done mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna go she she submitted her her real name too as well i think it's important with after kind of what we what we heard her say about having these side projects under different names um her name is carolyn dowdit um so i i, I we haven't explored social media or, or yeah. any of that stuff yet so carolyn dowdit um mm-hmm. is is the name of the person who is who's putting this stuff out um but this project goes under the name of starry heights um so let's get into it. Um, cool, cool song. Um, I will definitely say right off the bat, I'm, I'm appreciative of the fact that she told us, you know, she played all of these instruments herself, um, did it all from yeah. home. Yeah. Pretty much she was in control of all of what this is. Um, with Very that, important. Yeah. But with that being said, um, also the other back information too. This sounds like something done by somebody who knows what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. This, even, I'll say she doesn't sound like a singer. She sounds like somebody who just knows music really well, sounds like a music teacher, somebody, you know, again, a, a, a producer maybe, somebody who's this this multiple instrumentalist. Um, song structure was 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 very good. You could There was interesting things that went on. Um, each instrument sounded like it was played by somebody who knew how to play that instrument. Mm-hmm. You know, like when we're told this, like somebody produces something all by themselves, you expect for there to be something that's a little bit below par. Um, I would say some of the sounds weren't, you know, great sounds, Yeah. but the playing of the instruments and what was played, I had no problem with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That synth sound, I wasn't really a big fan of. I felt like the guitar tone wasn't very good. Um, but again, how it was played and what was played, I was I was pretty fine with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. So, um, again, well thought out, and I'm impressed by that stuff alone. Um, the 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 other things that I would say would be um, all of that. There there's a pathway to make that stuff better. Um, I question though, and Dave and I kind of discussed this as we read the bio coming into this. Um, I question if I'm not sure if if passion's the right way or um, time and energy may be the right way to right area to put this in. Hmm. I question if it could get to where it needs to be mm. from her mm-hmm. because I think it could. But if this is yeah. a side project, if this is what you do alongside your career or when you have free time, mm-hmm. this may be what it is. Right. Um, right, 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 right. So. But she kind of presents it like that. Yeah, and she presents it like that, which which definitely I think we have to factor in with our scores, as we've said before. This is not something that she's saying, this is radio ready, uh, you know, or this is not even something that she's saying, I'm shopping around to songwriters, whatever. She's she's saying this is just kind of a side project. Um, 
So overall, I'm going to say well done. Um, I think we I could get into mix, but I'm not going to, you know, on this one, because I think um, it's it's she's kind of stated that this is just kind of what she does on the side. I think like I think, again, there's, you know, certain drum elements that didn't all sound together. There's mm-hmm. the guitar sounds mm-hmm. that didn't sound great. I think the synth sound could be changed. I think levels were kind of all over the place. The vocal was in the right spot. I'll give her that. I didn't have any issue with like I think the vocals too loud or too soft. I could hear what she was saying. Um, so with that, my score is going to be a seven, six, um, which is, I think very well done, um, for somebody yeah. who is, who is doing this at, um, somewhat of a side project level. Yeah. Um, yeah. seven, six is, is really well done. And again, I am impressed with, I was, I was scared when I saw the, I play four different instruments and sing and have only been songwriting for three years. And I do this kind of as a side thing, but for a seven, six, that is a great score for somebody oh who yeah. considers himself. Yeah, a side act of, of what her main life is. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. so great job, uh, Carolyn, aka Starry Heights. I like it, man. What do you got, I like Dave? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, m- pretty much a lot of the same things, man. I mean, uh, I'm I'm not a huge fan of canned drumming, but you know, that's what it is. And mm-hmm. if that's what you have, and that's a side project, I mean, you know, this goes to a caveat that that we often, you know, have to kind of change our grading. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those times where. This is not released material that is trying to be presented as standing next to something else. It is a side project. She said, I did everything myself, so I'm going to grade it as such. And and so I would say, you know, you, you live with the can drumming and mm-hmm. you live with yep. the um, w- with the synth tone. You know, yep. that's probably what plug she has or that's what it, you know, virtual instruments she right. has. So, you know, I, I'm not going to really even really talk that much about mix or, or really any of that stuff. I mean, for me, this is mostly about... Uh, getting an idea down in a form that is uh, pleasant and palatable. And I think she more than delivered on that. I, yeah. I would even say um, you got a great mood in the, in the verses. Mm-hmm. That that mood that you set, and I really like your comp lead on that. You know, it really sets the tone. Um, so you created a mood. Um, I, I think there's some really, really great well-produced songs um, that have been done professionally that just missed the mark on that. You know, there's not a mood. And this, even with its minimal production, created a really great mood. That being said, I would love for her to work with an engineer and producer team. Mm -hmm. If I could hear this tune done with a very expensive budget, I think that would be better. I think it goes for a lot of things, you know, but in its form. I, yeah, I wouldn't even say very expensive. I think with any, you know, anything well, more than maybe a, nothing I'm doing this all something. myself. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Like if she's going to spend even 10 grand, you know yep. what I mean? Like that's still more than, you know, probably she wants to throw at right. it. Like you said, a yep. side project, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I think the song is good enough to invest in that. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't agree. be angry if mm-hmm. she went that direction mm-hmm. with it. Um, I like the writing. Um, I thought the writing was good. Um, uh, you know, I would say at the very beginning, there's a little lead line. That is a little too simple for me at the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, I agree. At the very beginning. It's fine at the end. It's fine at the end. But when it's out by itself in the very beginning, it kind of, I immediately had a slight distaste to it because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is it going to be like this the whole time? Right, it wasn't it quite wasn't. complex enough. And yeah. it wasn't. It, it got better. But I would say don't have it soloed out in the beginning being that rudimentary. Yeah, good. Yeah, um, good. That yeah. was the thing that I immediately caught on. It, it kind of snapped me out of it. Um, and like I said, it gets better as the time goes on. I love the mini vocals in the chorus. I love the, yeah. the, the 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 different you know call and response. Great, yeah. you don't see a lot of that. That's, that's creative. really creative. I love that was a surprise. That was an ear candy yeah. thing that I think was really great. Uh, can I just say thank you for the bridge? Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Thank Heck you for yeah. doing bridge. a bridge. Yes. Um, Solid. 
I don't know if it might have been a little long. It might have been a little long. I don't know, but that's splitting hairs. I think I'm fine with it if you want you know leave it exactly the way the way it is. Um, so then that only leads me to my biggest negative, and that is the ending. Yeah, the ending for me was abrupt to say the least, and I know that was the point. Stop, and it stopped. You can be creative like that, and you can certainly do it. I just think when you do that, it needs to be a beat, and then you're back into something. Give us an outro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you're going to keep that, if you're convinced you want to say stop, pause, bang, everything goes out, fine. But now you have essentially shoved me off a cliff, and you just let me free fall. I mean, and it was that abrupt. When you've got a very driving groove, stop. Yeah, <laughs> the silence is deafening, as we say. It it really just just give it a beat, and then even if you want to wrap it up or you're done saying what you want to say, fine. Just give us a little bit of an outro because that was just way too abrupt well, for yeah, me. Yeah, and I'll be uh, kind of contrary to that. I will say that works sometimes. I think we talk about again in our production styles and, and points that we try and hit the replay button. I'm not sure. Sometimes if the song is great enough, you can do that. And somebody's going to be like, oh, man, I got to hear that again. That was it wasn't there. Well, yeah, for me, whatever is there, it, it felt awful. Mm -hmm. Like, like yeah, no, the and end, both of us were I expecting it to come back. Definitely was like, wait a minute. That's it. I mm -hmm. mean, I even looked right. over at you and said, is it coming back in? And, and, right. And, and so for whatever reason, I felt like it should have. Yeah. Now, if your intent was to stop it there and leave it completely falling off a cliff, well, you've achieved it. But I would say that's not serving the song, in my opinion. So, um. You know, and, and and honestly, I think I think her vocal is is beautiful. I think she's she actually sounds like a singer to me, and is and and it's got a nice little um, style to her. I wouldn't mm -hmm. really try to change much of anything. So for me, it's a, it's a high score. I mean, it's a seven one for wow, me. Wow, that's a high score. Yeah, I mean, that's a, you for know, you, that's a high score. She, I don't care what it is. She ever. created a mood, and you know, wow. doing it all herself. Yeah, heck yeah, that adds a uh, that uh, I grade on a curve when yeah. you've done it all yourself and you're just trying to get it down. Wow, that's a high. Good that's job. a high score. Bravo. So, yeah, yeah, good job. For good sure. job. Starry yeah. Heights. That's a, that's a big score from Dave. I Absolutely. mean, if you listen to some of our episodes. <laughs> you know I don't give them out lightly. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. good job. Uh, I'm interested now to hear, again, I say this a lot, and I mean it. Y'all, I go back and listen to some of these artists, most of these artists that I say he I'm going to listen to again. He does. I'm interested to hear these side, other side projects if they come up. I want to know how different they're going to be. Yeah, you know? I agree. You know, but but I would caveat that. I'm going to piggyback off you there because there's a bigger p point that I, I think I want to make here, and that is, uh, and, and this isn't just about you know Starry Heights. Be be careful of being confusing confusing with your brand. Mm -hmm. Tr try to avoid if you can a whole bunch of different names, places to find you. You know, and this is just a general kind yeah. of note. You know what I mean? Like, make it, um, you know, if if I'm, you know, Alex and I, we get submissions you know, all the time from people, and we're, you know, this submission name comes in, and we go, okay, we need to go find this person. Well, they're actually not this person. It's their manager. Okay, yeah. well, then what's the name of the person? Well, this is the name of the person, but they don't go by that name. They go by this band name. Okay, so we were reached out by this person who is representing this person who does not go by this name, goes by this name, and then they change that name. Yeah. And, and it just... Try, if you can, to not get too clever with the naming and don't get so caught up in, in that. Try to be as, as consistent with your branding as possible. That's just something I want to caveat to this and put in there right now because that, that has been kind of an issue, I would say, 
on a global scale, not you know. So if she has other side projects, great. Yeah, try I, and find a central theme so we don't get lost in it. Yeah, right? it's interesting with her. I mean, like we've said, there's there's her name, and then she says, you know, my artist name is Starry Heights. You know, so you're so when you go to put out this, you know, this duct tape or this Jack of Hades, you're gonna change your artist name, you know, to those names, or I guess there's just there's that confusion, like you're talking about, Dave. Yeah. Maybe that needs to be the project title. Like, go as Carolyn. There, there you go. And then use those as the yeah. t- project title. Who you know? has an umbrella of these different entities. And these yeah. Are, you know, that you, know you could still call yourself Carolyn and say this EP, you know, title of this EP is blah, blah, blah. And that can have the character of, you know, of, of a Jack of Hades or duct tape or, or whatever. Or maybe stay Starry Heights. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, but, yeah. So. But yeah. And, and, and like I said, this isn't just her. This is some, you know, a bunch of people that we've had on, on the podcast and, and people we've seen. You are a brand. Treat yourself as a brand. And if I had a cereal that constantly changed its mm. name and changed its color and was constantly into a different aisle every single time I went to the grocery store, I wouldn't be buying the cereal. Yeah, so and, it's and, just a commercial and, thing. And again, too, I mean, if this is, you know, I, I see, you know, like you said, you want career to be living, you know, entirely from music through a combination of things. Now, if your goal is to this for this stuff to not to be marketable at all and they're more just paintings that you're going to put up in your house, then yeah, call it whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. if you're not trying to sell it or be identified a as a certain art, then disregard what we're saying. Yeah. But we're just again doing what we do where we're going to speak a little bit to the marketability of, you know, of projects. So, um, but overall, in yeah. In case you're not aware. Yep. You know. Yeah, and, yeah. and if you are and you you chose that, do you, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Overall, though, great job for for what that is, and and um, Absolutely. you know, if, if big scores. Yeah. Big scores. Uh, if 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 we can't find the stuff online, um, Starry Heights, send us whatever the next one is, and, and at least you know we, we yeah, would love please. to hear what it sounds like. I'd you know, if it's going to be if, if it is going you to know, be different. Something else. Were were you the, was I the only one that was disappointed that there wasn't some trumpet in there? I know. I wanted, yeah. to, I well, wanted to hear some trumpet. Man, and it it may be a case, too, of like what she says. Maybe these she other may, projects. Yeah, it may be yeah. or maybe not, though. Maybe she feels like the trumpet thing is more She's of her professional thing. Yeah, 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 you know, like more of her everyday I trumpet can, teacher I thing. Trumpet Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Well, dude, what do you got at uh, the Maglio Minute for us? Uh, so, Maglio Minute is it's going to be an interesting thing here. Um, it's 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 titled working with video, and I know this is something that you and I very know very passionately. Mm, dangerous, and, and, and yeah, and, and careful. Yeah. So <laughs> what I mean is, and uh, talking as audio guys here, um, both of us, I think, when we came into the industry, there's there's you you get booked on sessions that are going to have video, a video shoot, or there's going to be video guys that's going to be captured by video, and we were all, we were taught, okay, red flag. This isn't going to go super well or this isn't going to be, you know, a great time or audio is going to be secondary to the video. And, and that's all the things that we mm-hmm. hear, um, which some of that is true. Um, and it's always for me now that I've done it a ton. I, I for most of um, it really took a turn when COVID hit. Um, I I would say out of every project I did and I did a lot through COVID, like a surprising amount. um out of every project I did through COVID when people were taking tests and whatnot, I'd say there in a calendar year, there were maybe two that I did that weren't to video. Almost everything included multi-camera shoot, you know, production stuff because people weren't able to go out and, and go on their live, sh- live shows. And, and so they were producing stuff for social media and whatnot. Um, so the video crew walks in and most of the time the video crew wants things to look a certain way. 
you can't use you know certain uh, stands or you can't use colored XLRs. They have all these things that you just assume right off the bat that you're gonna have to deal with them. Some of that stuff, most of that stuff can be worked around. But then when it gets into the, well, we need a camera right here and I wanna put a microphone there. Who wins that argument? Mm. You know, like yeah. that's, that's where you start yeah. to, uh, where you start to not get along. Um, so it's just, it's, it's, it's been an interesting time to kind of change. I, I, I know for a fact that when I first started doing it, when there was going to be video involved, there was this like, oh, great. This is, you know, audio is just we're going to get what we can get. Um, I can honestly say that I feel like some of that has changed hmm. for the better. Well, that's good. Um, and some of the people, I think, on the video side have changed for the better as well. Really? I think I and I call me crazy, but. I think the word may have gotten around enough that these guys, <laughs> these video guys, starting to realize. yeah, are starting to be like, we're the ones not liked around here, you know, and, and our, you know, most of the time it was probably right because they come in, the video normally comes into a studio where we always do music and now you're trying to put a camera where I've normally put a mic or you're saying I can't use this stand that I always use for this. Um, so interestingly enough, I think that the tides have kind of changed on that. Well, but gosh, I, I hope so. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's but but again, it's just I think that's something. Um, it's I want to just kind of shine a light on it because I think a lot of the stuff that I've worked on, or or even things that you just see on social media, where um, you say it's it's a live to tape thing, or you see microphones, it it looks like it's in the studio know that you're seeing the band and the microphones and stuff and, and maybe some lighting, but know that there's a whole video crew behind that and it's an intertwined thing where both have to work together. Along with that, a lot of the times, I have to use a console or an interface to give them a feed of, of, of something that I'm hearing in the control room to sync and up sync with. It, yeah. Or we have to get them a, a time signature, a, a time code sent to them. Or we have to do... Which basically means the audio will not match the picture. That's right. That's what he's talking about. We have to about. do a slate where somebody claps or somebody holds a slate um, that, that makes a noise so they can, they can um, sync it up. All of these things have to go on to make what you guys see and hear um, one conducive thing. And sometimes audio and video don't get along well, whether it's, again, here's another thing. When they do video and audio, it's a whole different type of power that those guys use. Or sometimes those guys need to use the power that we use for audio. Audio and video or audio and lights don't always get along together. So sometimes a video guy may plug in a light somewhere and that light triggers a sound or, or, or makes a, a buzz in one of my pieces of, you know, that something that I'm recording that's where we don't get along. They might be like, well, I need to, I can't plug this in anywhere else, or I need to have this light here. And that's where you just have to, you know, make sacrifices and stuff. But um, I just kind of wanted to shine a light on that. Yeah, Cause I know that's something no, that you and I have always talked well, about. And you like, know, Oh, there's a video crew coming in. It's like, Oh, great. Here well, we go. And, you know, like I come at it from a general manager <laughs> standpoint, you know, right. so um, I have all the back ends, you know, stuff that, that, is frustrating and, and I'll give I'll give the video guys you know um, it, it's not fair because it's not apples and apples it's apples and oranges mm -hmm. and people think well video and audio go hand in hand well they 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 do but they're two separate industries and the problem with video that I, you know it's not even really the video's fault is what I found it is rampant is 
there's a lot of hierarchy. The director yeah. is the guy who makes the call. And unfortunately, you know, you're spending usually weeks, if not months, because we did some big video productions. Mm-hmm. We're talking Nashville, the show, and Disney, and uh, concert series for Maggie Rose. 21 Dustin Pilots. Lynch, 21 Pilots. Some of these big ones yeah. that we were on, mm-hmm. these were big, big, big video productions. And the problem was I would spend months ahead of time constantly trying to get information and unfortunately the people that i were my contact they didn't have the information Mm. because they did not have the seven steps to get to the master guy to get the approval so unfortunately here it comes day of and then they kind of walk in and in our big room we had probably 85 ceiling lights and then they decide they want every single one of them angled differently Mm. now we could have done all of this ahead of time but now you want me to grab a ladder and do it within the first hour just so that you know the video can be started within an hour and that's not possible Mm -hmm. so they kind of start what i found is they would come in and start to ask for things that were never pre-discussed and and and, you know and look it's easy for us to say because as music people it's fairly simple we're going to set up our mics we're going to record but they have all of this to deal with they have to deal with lights time of day director producers all the different layers of hierarchy that are in their production then they have to deal with the talent Mm -hmm. and where are they going to put the talent the green room the food and of course then me as a studio manager i had to facilitate that side as well so what was a nightmare for me yeah. made me sick and kept me up all night was trying to make sure that I was managing all of these different entities um, and trying to be the support that a, stu- that a right. studio is. But at the same time, not like uh, being like, yeah, I'll paint that wall brown right now for you, you know. And so that was what was so difficult, mm-hmm. you know, and it always kind of naturally made us adversarial or, or they would come in and they'd say, I don't want any mics where it can be seen. Right. Okay. okay but. I need overheads on my drums or it's going to sound terrible. I don't care. You can't have overheads. Okay. Well then it's not going to sound good. They're like, well, I do don't mean? care. We don't, we're well, just wait, doing wait. this. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, but uh, well, then, well then in that case, just do an audio video, you know, just, just, I mean, a music just video. Do a video and then we'll, we'll go back and we'll, we'll do, we'll mic it up the way we want to mic it up. And then you sync the two together. We don't want to do that. We want to do it all at once. Well, then I need to be able to place mics where I need to be able to place mm-hmm. mics. And guess what? My microphone is going to be right here. <laughs> it's gonna be right over the dude's face okay yeah. so like the singer needs to sing into a microphone yeah so we have to either fake that you know there's just it's a whole um compromise mm-hmm. every and yeah, what's the sad at the end yeah. is nobody got what they wanted no audio guys didn't get exactly what we want the video guys didn't get exactly what they want but i'm glad to hear that some of your newer experiences maybe they're starting to pair that up better because it was a real push and pull constantly mm-hmm. um and it kind of left a lot of people with bad taste in their mouth i mean, I mean yeah. ultimately the video looked great it sounded great right. everybody was happy with it but my gosh the agonizing process to get there yeah no and i can remember Ooh, i mean man. i can remember i used to dread it yeah and I, i'm not gonna I, i'm not gonna name like groups or or anything like that but i mean i can remember certain production teams coming in and i knew i knew it was mm-hmm. gonna be a problem i saw one guy you know, the, a lead guy or I saw, you know, I saw a group of people and I knew I was like, oh, this this is just going to be a headache. They're going to there's there's going to be five different things that they want that we can't do or that's going to make have. this a headache or yeah. something's in their way that, you know, I, we would rather not move or can't move or or whatever. It has changed. I have not felt that's that great. in a while. That's and great. I've, I'm I've glad done that, that, that makes me feel good. Yeah, that that's gotten a little easier. Yeah, I've definitely gotten a little better. And, I, and honestly, the, I think some of the equipment on their end has gotten better. That's kind of helped them mm. help them, you know, be a little bit more out of the way. A lot, I've seen a lot of different camera gear recently and 
it seems like a lot of the equipment takes up less room and the lighting is better. And then we're talking in, in eight years, we're talking things have upgraded like that for them. So I don't know, you know, maybe a video guy will, will hear this and, 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 you know, and make a comment about it or whatever. And, and maybe they felt the same. I honestly, I bet they did. I bet they knew okay. they were coming in, you know, and that they were going to have to deal with our red XLRs or, you know, a little bit of buzz. Or yeah. Something you know, or, or work around or, or knowing that, you know, they were going to want something that probably their their scout didn't, you know, ask the, the you about or yeah, ask the owners yeah. about or whatever. Yeah. So um, I've, I've still, I still have had the things every now and then where it's like you can't put that there. You yeah, know, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, type yeah, of thing yeah. still happens or. You know, like, oh, can we swap out this rug that's already under the drum set? You know, it's like, all right, like, or I want to, I want to nail this picture to the wall. Yeah, like, you know, so it's some masonry, that, man. Like, you know, yeah. you can't, you can't put something into the brick of the studio. I mean, come on. So some of that still happens, but I would generally say it's gotten better. But it's, I, I wanted to make a point just of like, look, this is something that that we have had to deal with for a long time, and it's not going away, but it has gotten better. I'm I think glad to hear that. It's less of a headache for yeah. sure. So yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome, good, good stuff. Well, on uh, Unsolicited Today, um, I was just going to talk about, um, I recently watched a uh, Joe Rogan podcast, oh, okay. and um, he was interviewing okay. producer uh, Rick Rubin, and oh. um, I don't think enough people really understand how influential he wow. is and what a genius he is. I mean, I think everybody knows the name, but I don't really know if they know all that he works on, and um, he was discussing a question um, that you, Alex, had asked a long time ago. And it's kind of, they're addressing like the what are you in music for kind of question. Okay. And um, expressing yourself, you know, and, and helping others through song or, or, or is it, you know, fame and money, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. as, as a path. And, and uh, Rick's take was, was kind of like my take, you know, I guess. But, but I, I guess what I want to do is I, I want to say it triggered this conversation in my head that we, you know, we had brought this question forward. I want to come out strong on this and say that um, I am I am massively against working with people who are in it just for the money and power yeah. and fame. Same. I think we, we determined last time that it's kind of a mixture, and mm -hmm. I'm okay with that being a part yeah. of it. But um, early in my career, you know, uh, when I first started off, I mean, I had to work with everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was a third party kind of guy who had to work with what was given to me because I was lucky to be doing it yep. and I needed to get my sea legs. So unfortunately, there was no I don't want to do it this way or I don't like this artist or I don't believe in this. I mean, there was a lot of just I've got to work with with who I've been assigned to work right. with. Um, but I definitely want to come out strongly against, you know, sort of the power and the fame or an artist that's pretty much just in it for the money, um, because it makes it, it, it really just makes it like a fabrication, you know, a fabrication mm -hmm. machine, you know, it's just an engine that like is trying to crank out a product, and there's no soul behind it, and, yep. I, and I believe that listeners are more intelligent than that, that we can tell when there's no authenticity behind it, when it's a product. Um, I mean, even... You know, some of the bigger stuff that people, I think, would make an argument, you know, well, Taylor Swift is a... Okay, she's been definitely polished massively, but don't kid yourself. There's soul in there. Oh, yeah. There's heart in there. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what people are drawn to. I still believe that authenticity um, is, is um, you know, music is pure. Music needs authenticity. Music, you know, uh, the, at least the music I like and the artists I like to work with. And I have worked with artists that, to me, are the kind of people, if you ask them, what are you in this for? There are some that would say, man, I'm in it for the girls and the, the drugs and the rock sure, and roll. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't really like working with those people. 
Um, I, and, and now that I'm away from um, being kind of an uh, umbrella, um, you know, being the in-house producer at a studio and I can kind of freelance and do what I want to do and, and kind of pick my own projects, I really only want to work with people who are honestly in it to express themselves, to say something important, or, you know, to try to achieve, you know, uh, expression through an artistic means mm -hmm. um, who are authentic. You know, th those are the things I'm looking for. And I just, I, I if there are people out there that w that are in this, and this is what Rick Rick said, and, and if, anybody, if anybody doesn't know me, yeah, Al that's Alex, what I was knows, waiting for. Alex knows I'm a huge Rick Rubin fan. Like, I'm, I, I've read his book. If you haven't read his book, read, read his book. Rick basically said, if you're in this for just money, then there are other ways to make money. Yeah. Better ways. Easier yeah. ways. Yeah, he that said, is true. Wow. Go, go play the stock market. <laughs> you know what I mean? He said, if you want to make money, go into business. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there, don't do this to make money because it, that this isn't the way to do it. You mm -hmm. know, if you're in it for just the money. And I thought, you know what, God, I mean, that's why I love Rick. You know what I mean? Because he is at the level where he could absolutely be, I'm just doing this for the money. Oh, like, yeah. He doesn't need to produce another project mm -hmm. in his entire life. And he's still, still trying to be authentic, to try to get at the soul of an artist. He is still trying to be that organic purist of, of the nature of expression in music and artistic nature. And he doesn't need to be. And yet he believes that that is firmly a part of what has to be in good music. Oh, and yeah. it's worth his time. And I could not agree more. Me too. And we, you had just asked this, this question. So that's why I felt like, you know, I don't know in that episode if I even really express what I believe. But I, but I want to say I think it's a mixture of both. I'm not saying that if you're like, I want to make money, that you're a piece of crap. No. I'm just saying that it's got to come from an artistic place. And I think Rick's right. Mm -hmm. If you want to make money. Go sell cars. Yeah, totally. There's you know much what I mean? easier ways to There's do it. There's so many different ways to That's go. That's the thing. I'll say, I mean, I, the, the, my point that I would say to that is, I don't, there's, there is, I couldn't think of, honestly, and I honestly mean this, and I know there's people out there who are going to say, who think they have a list of five or more people who don't fit this, but I would challenge them to, to do some research on who they're saying it about. But, uh, I can't think of anybody who is in this industry who like who to get even to get to their fame or to get to a point where they support themselves has been like, yeah, this has been a cakewalk. I'm just in it for the money. No way. Everybody who has gotten to any point in this industry has had to go through a grind, you know, has had to make no money doing it. Yeah. You know, it's so unless you can't if you're all about the money, you're not going to really, you know, like take this hard, hard, hard path of doing it this way for so long and, and have, like, like he's saying, less chance of success than doing a bunch of other things if your heart is not in it. Yeah. That's the key part. Yeah. If your heart's in it and money, you know, m money at the end of the road or being able to is live off benefit? of what you're doing it, yeah, then great, and yeah. you're in it for that. But there's nobody who's in it just like, oh, I'm in this to get rich. No way, because you don't care enough and there's no soul like you're, like you're saying. You know, so that's, that's, that's my point of that, so... That's uh, yeah. no, that's no. that's a good point. I, I and, and and listen, you know, if you ha if you're a producer out there, find this is prime example of what we're always saying. You know, one of the things I did was I went and studied Rick Rubin. 
I mean, I, I want to know how to produce. I want to, you know, be like an idol. I mean, I found out who was somebody I looked up to, and I went out and, and I read his book, and I find out what his approach is and how he does stuff, and um, you know, kind of model yourself after the, after your idols, you know. And can and I can I hijack this? Please. I mean, I, I this is so funny. This is now like almost twice that this has happened with me and Dave on this podcast, but <laughs> I literally have in my Maglio minutes uh, DJ Khaled influence. Mm. So. I'm not. I won't take over this whole thing right no, now. No, no, but go for it, man. Well, if you're inspired, I'm, I'm in the same way. I, I feel the exact same way about about DJ Khaled. For me, DJ Khaled is somebody who he's in it because of the joy that it brings him. He's in it because he feels like it's how he expresses who he is. I think the stuff that we've seen of DJ Khaled since 2012, 13, since the Snapchat fame and stuff. I was so excited to see that stuff become public from him mm -hmm. and all of his peers be like, that's Khaled. Like, that's yeah. who he's always yeah. been. Yeah. You know, I love that. And even with the, the quirky or or what seems like, um, um, you know, um, one liners, as you <laughs> would say, you know, that you would think are like yeah. to make money. And he had his app and he had all this stuff. But that's just him turning himself into a marketable thing, you know, but. If you if you follow Khaled, if you if you, you know, see how passionate he is about stuff and when he's telling, you know, somebody else who's in the room his idea about a song and who he chooses to be on songs and and how he produces records, that's I'm in it for the same reason Khaled is. Yeah, because I'm just so I am so passionate about it and I care more about it than anybody else does. And why is know? he getting crapped on lately? I don't know. Have you I, noticed that there well seems to be thing. a negative element out there that's kind of like, oh, you oh, don't well do it's, anything. It's the stigma. Why is it's that? that stigma of of quote unquote producer like, oh, DJ Khaled just says DJ Khaled on his song and stuff. Again, that's uneducated that's people. See. That's what you see. That's exactly you know, like, that's what you see. Those are uneducated people who don't really know. And and I. Well, de I defend Khaled more than most people I know because guess what? When I when you see my name on a project that says producer, I'm doing what Khaled does. I he, everybody else you see on the on the credits, I hired them, you know. Yeah. Or anybody you know where this where this uh, album was recorded, I booked that studio. I chose that studio, you know. Or I asked the engineer what studio yeah. or. And that's what—that's the type of production that Khaled does. No, Khaled didn't make the beat. No, Khaled didn't sing on the track. Right. No, Khaled didn't play any instruments. He might not. He, Khaled doesn't rap, but he put that thing together, you know. And it's from his heart. All of his song names. Some of his song names are stupid. They're ridiculous. Like, <laughs> but if you ask him what's the song about, he will tell you. A half an hour long of why what it's about, and I guarantee you, know? you, he basically built it from the ground up. Yeah. So again, that's in helped so, facilitate. So I've that's that that was a yeah. magnum minute I had yeah. lined up for another episode, but oh, I'm sorry. glad that no 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 <laughs> I'm glad that we could kind of totally mess these two because it. that yours I, I would it would be a little bit weird for me to to make it you know my own after yeah, you did yeah. this. So that's just an example. I'm glad of you went with it because what Khaled is yeah. to me is what Rick Rubin is to you. For I sure. have studied you know the way Khaled goes about making his projects, and I I you know, value what he puts in and I value how he um, reveals his projects. And there's other producers that are in this list, but it, Khaled is one of those ones that I can say, like, that guy is an example of how I produce. And then the other thing, you and I are both the same way with this. When whoever we produce, when that project comes out, 
bam, that's on our social media. We're we're putting that thing out to the world. Everybody knows that we worked on that and we're putting it out on blast. You know, there are some producers who work on your project and when it's done, you won't hear from them again. You won't see them promote your project. You won't see any of that. And we don't charge for that. Yeah. We don't charge for that. You're just just going to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're excited. So. That's I've that's, that's what Khaled brings. And I Rick Rubin, you know, Rick Rubin, he's done that type of thing, too, for artists. He's shown up at the Grammys for yeah. Lady Gaga. Yeah. He's done that type of thing, you know, because he just cares and he he's, he wants to be a part of it. So that's I'm I love your passion on it, man. I yeah. mean, and, yeah. And I've, I've even had, you know, big name producers that I looked up to that were doing projects where they basically says, you're not allowed to use my name. I'm going to produce what? it, but, but, you, but you're not allowed to say that I produced it. Mm. And I went, what a horrible way yeah. to start a session. Why would you do it? Is to say, I'm going to do it, but I don't want any credit because I am I'm don't want my name attached to it. Man, that, that yeah, that's ridiculous. really, really frustrated me. But but there's your uh, there's your unsolicited, whether that's you awesome. wanted it or not. No, no, that's super <laughs> great. I'm glad we could kill two birds with one stone nice. there. I mean, it's it's and if you don't again, this is a, just an extra point that I'll make. Um when we're talking about like mixes and who you want to sound like or who you're, you know, those type of things, find it, have somebody. Yeah. yeah. Have somebody that you're like, man, I'm, I, I like how this person has gotten to where they've gotten to, or I like how this person sound like find somebody that you can kind of relate to or somebody that, 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 um, that carries themselves how you want to carry them, uh, carry yourself, um, emulate them. Yeah. So, you know, find your heroes yeah. and then find out how, what, what they did mm-hmm. and copy it, totally. emulate it. Absolutely. Totally. Nothing wrong with that. Great stuff, man. Uh, so uh, what's in your suggestion box? Um, so I'm going to go back to my favorites list, uh, just something that I've kind of been listening to recently. This one will not be for everybody. I think oh. you had an episode a couple I you know, did. a couple episodes ago where you kind of said the same thing. This is not for everybody. Uh, this is West Coast Rap. Um, this is by an artist named YG featuring Mary J. Blige. Um, the song is called Toxic. Um, it's kind of – it's – it's I, it, the, I have a hard time sometimes with this song or I have a hard time sometimes when I show the song to like to my girlfriend or a family member, too, because it's so far from who I am that I don't I don't even want to be like, oh, like just because I, I endorse like, this. Yeah, or, I yeah, endorse yeah, this. Yeah, I, I don't know, it's, it's, I'm, that's so I'm just out front saying that there's plenty of music that I listen to that's about drugs and, you know, yeah. gangs and stuff or or. or Whatever else it may be, whatever you know? topic it does yeah. not represent um, you. Yeah. But so the song is called "Toxic" by YG. YG to me is um, a side. I would say from on West Coast rappers right now, like he'd be in the top three of like current guys. You know, he'd oh, be okay. up there with Kendrick Lamar. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, he's he's definitely holding the West Coast down. Um, it's just a cool song though. Like if again, and if you're into songwriting, guess what? Songwriting people think of music or you know like alternate rock or country that's when people think of quote-unquote songwriting guess what rappers are songwriters too you know so this song has got a cool story listen to it from top to bottom there's stuff in there that's gonna that you won't agree with too trust me um but at the end there's this little like voiceover where it's kind of like i don't know i haven't figured out i've honestly i've only been listening to it for a few weeks and i've trying to figure out what the perspective is but it's basically like you know this guy saying, "Oh, the, you know this guy's been making bad decisions. Save him from himself." You know, and and that's kind of where the title "Toxic" comes from. Save him from himself. From you know, and and I'm not. I don't want to spoil the song because I really do think you should just listen to the story. But um, if you don't like rap music, uh, you don't like swears, any of that stuff, then don't listen to it. But uh, Mary J kills her part. I think it might be a sample, 
but I'm not sure. Again, I haven't fully researched it. It's just a song that I love. It's my newest song on my favorites playlist. So Toxic by YG. Check it out. Yeah, um, if it's on your favorites, you know, that's that's big. Yeah, that's something that I'm willing to listen to every day. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely a, a cool. That's, a, that's you know, kind yeah. of a guarantee. Yeah. So uh, definitely a cool song. It'll be in the suggestions. Definitely something I wouldn't have heard. So I'm, I'm going to have to go check that yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, check it out. You And you made and I, you're one of those people where I'm not sure you're going to like it at the end of it. Okay. But, but again, you know, I'll if, if you even feel like you're one of those type of people, Still I challenge to you, yeah. I challenge still you to still to listen it. to it, and I challenge you to to listen to the story. You know, like not a, not every song is positive, not every song is about good things, but listen to the story. And it's it's you know, you may be like, yeah, you know what, that's that's well written, that's a cool story there, or you may not. But I'm uh, that's what we're here for. I'm gonna show you what I'm listening to, and and again, Dave and I, you know, feel like we listen to a lot of different things. I don't think I've put, I don't think I've really gotten into a song that would probably be this explicit, I guess, or this you know, talking about some things that not everybody would like to hear. So. Check it out, Toxic YG. Cool, man. I like it. I like it. Yeah, what do you got? Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, this week, I mean, we're always talking about how I'm a rock guy, but I, I don't ever seem to <laughs> recommend any rock songs. So, um, I want to remedy that this week, and um, I want to suggest something. Uh, I first heard this song. This is not new. Uh, this was shown to me in a mix class at SAE. Whoa! It was mixed in seven one. Okay. And um, it's uh, a very well mixed song in in my book. Um, one of those that I right off the bat, like we always say, I found something and I went, okay, whatever he's doing, I got to emulate it. I got to find out okay, what he's doing. Sweet. This is what this is. Th- this kind of a mix is something I want to sound like. This is called Porcupine Tree. Is the name of the band, and the song is Blackest Eyes. Um, and it has a monster guitar tone, uh, but then it goes to acoustic, and then it goes right back to a rocking <laughs> guitar, uh, which is awesome. It's uh, it kind of goes all over the place. The lyrics are, are weird as hell, but man, it's um, first time I heard it, um, my it blew my head off. So I mean, like nice. I was just like, this is the kind of rock that I love. And um, my buddy in the classroom, um, who I ended up being a collaborator with for many many years, um, Steve Ganson and I both looked at each other and went. Whoa! Oh, sweet! You and nobody that. else in the classroom was blown away oh, with wow. it like we were. But we, he and I, were both rock people, so mm-hmm. we were just like, "What is this?" So um, I, I really like it. Um, uh, so go check it out. Big, big guitar tones, fat licks, um, just, just good old fashioned rock, man. It's sweet, pretty decent. So sweet. That's well, my, that's my suggestion. There's another episode in the books. Uh, anything else you want to cover here, Dave? Man, just uh, you know, check out our social medias. As we always yep. say, hey, Alex says it. I mean, really, we don't just like saying it just to say it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's grow this thing. Hey, since you're saying that, I'm going to put myself on, bl- put myself on blast here Uh-oh. as we're exploring Uh-oh. the social media world here. I was at the Preds game last night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're pre-game vibes, Lexus Lounge. We had a hookup last night. Um, we're like, I'm, I'm, I'm like capturing the vibe, you know, doing the selfie mode kind of, but capturing the room and stuff. And uh, boom, post it, tag my girlfriend. And then, um, like, five minutes later, she's like, oh, you know you posted on the uh, Music on Deck page, right? I'm oh. like, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm glad you did it first, okay, because that is definitely going to happen to me. Yeah. You know how many times I've been, like, four seconds away from putting that onto the wrong yeah. uh, account? Yeah. So yeah. I was like, whoops. But then I was like, you know what? Hey, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to leave it. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to leave it. So. Hey, man, we are a warts and all program. Yeah, well, I thought it was I mean? cool. I mean, y'all can see what we do. You know, I, I would, I can even say, like, hey, you may see some more of that, you know, seeing what Dave and I are doing, you know, just in, in – everyday life you know we won't we won't turn it into our our personal pages by any means but <laughs> you know we 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 aren't working on music 24 7 365 right. we live lives you know, live lives, so. you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so it was at the prez game last night i had a good I had a good time that's great so, man yeah that's it's great. funny but uh all right so that's a wrap on this episode uh props to starry heights again um and uh yeah check us out uh on tiktok on instagram 
music on deck podcast and um our our discord link is in the instagram and if you uh you know want to privately send us some feedback or ask for a link to the discord um music on deck podcast at gmail.com and uh until next time we'll see you guys thanks